The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today, 1973, Part 1. In this episode, we will cover January 1st through March 16th. It is now 1973 as of now. It's 1973. John Lennon, president of Apple Records. I first met Ringo in 39, I think it was. We were in a bomb shelter together, pulling the weed out of John Wayne's hair. Neither one of us was to ever see him again. On January 1st, the Liverpool Echo publishes a recent interview with Ringo, carried out by Rex Reed aboard an airplane. The ex-Beatle discusses being a businessman, his thoughts on forming his own band, and the current Son of Dracula film. Have you ever watched a movie? I remember. I think she will remember you. Go, go. Another world, like the human world, thinks it takes care of itself. And it probably does. Two days later, on January 3rd, Ringo is interviewed by David Wigg for the BBC Radio 1 program, Seen and Heard. I can never imagine you saying get lost to anyone. Or have you actually done it? Well, we asked him, when we were, we just got back from Bermuda, we had a few days there, Harry Nielsen, Hillary and I. Yes. And we were just sitting quietly on these rocks looking at an ocean. Don't know which one it is, the Atlantic or the Dead Sea, I'm not sure which one. They all look a bit the same. Um, and this... Long-haired freak came up. Well, he's not a freak, just this guy, you know, a young dude came up saying, hey, is that Ringo? Come, is it really? Can we come and talk to you? And it wasn't my day to talk to him, so I said, well, I'm sitting with my friends, just quiet, looking at the ocean. We'd just like to talk to each other because we were talking, yes, you know? Yes. So he said, can I take a photo? So I said, listen, you know, everyone's taking photos. It just gets a bit boring. Do you mind? Uh, you know, just don't do it, you know? Mm. Just give us a break, you know? I'd just like to have a few days off with you. Yeah, you know? yeah. So then he sneaked around a rock and took a picture, you know, I just did a click and his head shot down, because I got very good ears for cameras. Mm. And I said, oh, you're just like all the rest, meaning, you know, all the tourists and people like that. And with that, he leapt up and smashed his camera right in front of me, oh, which is very, it's an amazing situation, because you don't know what he's going to do next after that, yeah. you know. Because it's, uh, so after that, he was called the Kodak Killer. But we're, <laughs> we're very lucky that it was off. <laughs> This interview will be used in the makeup of a future interview LP titled The Beatles Tapes. Meanwhile, back in London. Throughout the month of January, extended recordings on George's album now titled Living in the Material World continue at EMI Studios on Abbey Road in London, as well as the Apple Studios basement at 3 Savile Row. 
On January 6th, Yoko Ono appears on the front cover of today's Melody Maker in an article titled, Yoko Goes It Alone. Inside the paper is a review of her new album, Approximate Infinite Universe, and an exclusive interview with her, carried out over the phone to New York by Melody Maker reporter Michael Watts. On Wednesday, January 10th, in New York, and with John nowhere in sight, Yoko performs a solo concert during a meeting for the Organization of Women.
On January 13th in London, taking a break from recording his new LP, George Harrison, along with Ringo Starr, find themselves in the audience at the Rainbow Theater watching the comeback concert of Eric Clapton. After Eric's two-year hiatus from music, Pete Townsend of the British rock band The Who organized the event. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a Great Western Festival concert, but it isn't really. It's down to Pete Townsend and Alice and Ronnie Wood and everybody else, and not least of all Eric. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been asked specially to announce Eric Clapton and the Palpitations! Bye. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice to be here. Really nice. After the concert, the two former Beatles are seen at the after party. On January 22nd, a lawsuit issued by Northern Songs Limited and McLenn Music Limited is aimed at John Lennon for violating his end of the February 1965 Songwriters Agreement. Much like the lawsuit aimed at Paul McCartney the previous year, this $1 million lawsuit states breach of agreement and that Yoko Ono has claimed co-writing credit on a series of songs on Lennon's last LP, sometime in New York City. The companies are looking to collect on that half and cite partnership fraud, as they did with Linda McCartney.
to give me some rock and roll. People were dancing like they were born. Thursday, January 25th, the BBC Radio Merseyside program, Twice the Price, is transmitted this evening with a pre-recorded interview with Paul McCartney, carried out by DJ Peter Price. It's downtown with Peter Price. Good evening. <laughs> Actually, what I was going to play was, hello, I'm back, but uh, needless to say, I made my first boob of the night, you see, I made a mistake. I was going to put that, and then everyone would say, is that really Pete Price? And I'd say, yes, it is. That you were with was, let's face it, Paula, a unique set of people. Beagles. Yes. Beagles, yeah. No, I can agree with you. I mean, you see, as far as I'm concerned, the first kind of phase of my uh, musical thing was concerned with coming down from Liverpool with four lads who'd never kind of even had their photo taken, you know? And uh, so that is a whole other phase, you know, I think we came down from Liverpool, we did it uh, just like Sweet, Dave Bowie, Roxy, Slade are doing it now, you know. We came down, we did that kind of thing for the first time ever, kind of thing. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care what you say, like, you know, I think we did a great, beautiful, huge circle with the Beatles thing, you know. And then I think it was time then to do something else. It's like, uh, you know, you're age 12, then you become 15, then you become 18, then you become 22, and then maybe you get married. Now, you then look back on you kind of when you were 12 to 22, and you think, that was a whole other phase, you know. And if you're uncool, you think, oh, blimey, you know, I was great then, and it's horrible now. But if you're cool, you think, it was fantastic then, and it's fantastic now, but it's a different thing. Well, you have an amazing elephant's memory. Uh, For example, you know, just right a few minutes ago, when I came up, the first thing you said was, how's Malcolm? 
right? Well, I know. I mean, we're talking about Malcolm Brown, who was an actual old schoolmate of mine. Right. We used to try and play trumpet, and it was terrible. Terrible, Malcolm, if you're listening. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, he's just an old mate of mine. You know, I still remember him, of course. But we'll just rap for the sake of... Yeah. Rapping. Know, rapping. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So, therefore, how do you feel when you've done so much work, both on stage and... Uh, in the studio and your stage memories go back maybe you know 10, 12, 15 don't years don't go back as far as Morgan and Wise though do not they? quite not quite that far but they're right. still good right 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 on uh, how do you feel um, when you, you're giving say Denny a feed on um, maybe I'm amazed that you played with George some while back well you've actually picked a number which George didn't play on maybe I'm amazed I was the only I played all the instruments on that one yeah um, I mean, Long Tall Sally is the only one you could actually use that analogy with because I did play that with George. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, I mean, I can either, I've got a choice, I can either sit around now and think, oh yeah, man, you know, I mean, we should have George playing it now, it'd be so much better. Or I can think, well, I dig the way we're playing it now, you know, I like what's happening now, I like the, the fact that it is now, it's not bothering about the past, it's not worrying about the future, it's not, it's not any of that, it's just what people are about, which is getting on with now, you know. With, uh, you know, an animated film, you know, like Disney, because I like all those, you know, the old Disney stuff, it's just class, you know, good, good films, and I'd like to do a similar kind of thing with Rupert. Two days later, on January 27th, in a Melody Maker article titled Lady of Pain, an interview with Yoko Ono is carried out by Michael Watts. During the article, Yoko claims that they were pretty hard on me, you know, referring to her critics. February 3rd, the Wings single, High High High, reaches number 10 in the American Singles Charts. The single stalls at number 5 in the UK as McCartney and Wings rehearse for the upcoming UK tour. The rehearsals take place in Marrakesh, Morocco.
Also on February 3rd, back in Liverpool. On the banks of the Mersey, there's even more wailing and howling on the pop scene than usual. The Cavern Club, famous as the birthplace of the Beatles, is coming down. It is announced that following this evening's last call, the club will close for business. Its manager, Roy Adams, announces, We've got to go. There's nothing we can do about it. And that was yesterday, man. And that's not where it's at, is it? However, following a last-minute reprieve from the local city council, the Cavern Club remains open until May 27th, when its fate is finally decided. The next day, on February 4th, reports circulate that the Cavern Club in Liverpool has closed, and it's to be demolished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today's Sunday Times reveal that, when asked, the individual Beatles were uninterested in the club's fate. Met with a loud yawn. On February 5th, in Lancashire, in the north of England, filming began for the Apple film titled Little Malcolm and His Struggle Against the Eunuchs. The executive producer is George Harrison. And let's form ourselves into a political party. That's a magnificent opportunity to do all the things we've always talked about. And our ultimate aim will be to realize all our dreams, take a proper place in the scheme of things, and achieve absolute power. I'll hunt you down to the ends of the earth, and follow on track, and make you wish you'd never been born! The film is about an art student who is thrown out of college. Depressed, he comes up with the Party of Dynamic Erection, a near-fascist party that promotes male sexual dominance and which attracts a couple of other unsavory, confused characters. Surrounded by these eunuchs, I realize that we, the oppressed, must take things into our own hands, rally our forces and seize the initiative! Get out of the way, you silly... Oh, so we're just silly kids, are we not capable of doing anything? We're not men, she says. The title theme, Lonely Man, co-written by Mal Evans, is produced by George Harrison and Tom Scott for the band Splinter. On February 26th in America, Apple releases a new single by Yoko Ono and the Elephant's Memory Band. The song is titled Death of Samantha. The B-side of the single is called Yang Yang. Around this time, rumors begin to circulate in the press that John and Yoko's marriage is in trouble. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. We're so sorry if we caused you any pain. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. There's no one left at home, and I believe I'm gonna wait. On March 3rd, in America... Yes, that Grammy Award is a young award. The Grammy Award is a mighty young award. I'm Johnny Cash, and I'm proud to be a part of it. The 15th Annual Grammy Awards are held in Los Angeles, California. The winner is... Mm, you're supposed to say, and the winner. Well, I, I can't say the winner is till I see who it is. The triple album, The Concert for Bangladesh, is awarded a Grammy as Album of the Year for 1972. Harry Nielsen and Ringo Starr were also at the Grammys. 
They presented the award for the best male rhythm and blues vocal performance. They were introduced by singing legend Andy Williams. To present the award for the best rhythm and blues male vocal performance are two gentlemen whose respective careers have somehow become intertwined. One was born in Brooklyn, the other comes to us from the British Isles. But when it comes to music, they really speak the same language. Ladies and gentlemen, Harry Nelson and Ringo Starr. I didn't know you were from Brooklyn. Ringo. Brooklyn? Is that anywhere near Soho? Harry. In a lot of ways it is Soho. Ringo? Then all I can say is, I miss them Dodgers. <laughs> Harry, do you mind? Well, it's well, not it's a proper place, place to be. Well, but oh, I, I get it. Ringo, Ringo takes envelope. This is him taking the envelope. <laughs> Ringo. Uh, <laughs> number one. Joe Simon for Drowning in the Sea of Love. Two, Curtis Mayfield for Freddy's Dead. Three, Joe Jacks for I Gotcha. Four, Billy Paul for Me and Mrs. Jones. Five, Ray Charles for What Have They Done to My Song, Ma. Harry opens. Ringo reads. If only I could. Thank you, Harry. And the winner is Me and Mrs. Jones by Billy Paul. I saw Billy Paul of the Troubadour in Los Angeles about three weeks ago, and he tore the house down, and it's a great privilege to accept for him. On behalf of him, thank you. With Ringo in Los Angeles to begin work on his next LP, he invites Lennon to lend a hand. John agrees and flies out with Yoko to L.A. to not only assist Ringo in his recordings, but also to give Ringo a song that John penned in December of 1970. And on March 5th, at the Sunset Sound Recorder Studio in Los Angeles, California, Ringo Starr begins work on a new album. Okay, 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 okay. same to you. With a little help from his friends. <laughs> One, two, are you all right? One, two, three, four. I was a little boy Way back home in Liverpool My mama told me no, Okay, that's corny, isn't it? A bit slow, isn't it? One, two How, how was it before? Two One, two, three, four I was a little boy Way back home in Liverpool No, no, I'm, it seems a different speed to me Does it to you? Then when I was a teenage Okay, let's go Two, three, four One, two, three, four Changing speed. One, two, three, four. No, two, three, four. No, it's something's going. One, two, three, four. When I was a little boy, way back home in Liverpool. Mama told me I was great Then when I was a teenager 
I knew that I got something going My mama told me I was great was great Yeah, I was the greatest show on earth For what it was worth Yeah, now she's 32 And all she wants to do is boogaloo Hey! Yeah, I look at myself in the mirror I see my wife and kids And they tell me I was great Yeah, my name is Billy Shears For all those years Yeah, and she's only 32 And all she wants to do is Boogaloo, hey! Back in Scotland on March 8th at the Campbellton Sheriff's Courthouse, Paul and Linda were very much together in court. Paul and Linda McCartney plead guilty to knowingly cultivating cannabis plants in September of last year. Last year, a crime prevention officer made a routine stop to ensure security at the unoccupied McCartney estate. While there, the officer found cannabis plants growing amongst the tomato plants, which led to Paul and Linda's arrest. They were both fined 100 pounds and released. As he left the court, McCartney, who'd been given two weeks to pay the fine, said, The judge is a great guy. Looked at the sky, what did I see? I saw someone looking at me.
of March 9th. George and Patty Harrison leave England from Heathrow Airport en route to Los Angeles to attend the Capital EMI Beatles product related meeting in the coming weeks. When George arrives in LA, Ringo invites him to the studio to play him some tracks he laid down. Reportedly, he is knocked out by what Ringo had recorded and asks if he could contribute to his session, to which Ringo agrees. While in Los Angeles on March 10th, Ringo took a break from his recording sessions to record an anti-drug radio ad titled, Get Off. Hello, this is Ringo. 
dangerous drugs aren't an escape, they're a trap. I'm talking about heroin and barbiturates. Anyone who wants to use them is on a dead-end street. I think it's time we all got together and took a good look at what drugs are doing to a lot of your friends, and my friends, here and across the sea. If you really love them, tell them not to use dangerous drugs. Also on this day, Paul McCartney and his band Wings assemble on Hampstead Heath, London, to continue work on the TV special James Paul McCartney. Shooting today is for the song Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mary had a little lamb Its fleece was white as snow And everywhere that Mary went That lamb was sure to go Across the pond in England, work continues on the TV special James Paul McCartney in Borehamwood, Hertfordshire. Paul is filmed and recorded performing the songs Bluebird, Mama's Little Girl, Michelle, and Heart of the Country. Kiss and you'll be a bluebird too. 
like to give me some time, but it's hard of mine. I just can't take it all in. Still, we will remember Mama's little girl. Looking like a rag doll, Mama's little girl. Picking up a mountain, Mama's little girl. You better give me some time, but it's hard of mine. I just can't take it all in. Still, I will remember Mama's little girl. That's lovely. How about Michelle? How about Michelle? <laughs> How about her? Let's do a request now for Michelle. Visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time. Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts Yesterday and Today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the show's As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. You can head to our social media pages. That's Facebook.com slash Yesterday and Today Podcast or Facebook.com slash Third Men. Or you could head to Society6.com 
facebook.com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's society, the number six, dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I Family Podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. <laughs> Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we need your help. Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. All right. We'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see oh, me. For God's sake.